Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. It's been a while since we've been with you. Well, I've been going on. Well, basically, God is moving. Not going to move. He is moving. Right now, throughout the world, we have more wars than we've ever seen. There we find uh, wars been going on uh, there in Burma for over 73 years. Uh, it's, it's a time of wars and rumors of wars, and we all know that. When we find earthquakes in diverse places, we see all these plagues, and we see the, one of the greatest was the, uh, the COVID-19, the coronavirus. Well, God said all these would be uh, in the last days before the birth pangs of the church to bring forth Christ in you, the hope of glory. So what does it mean to us now? What is the present truth of the Word of God? Are we playing for revival? God will not do a revival again. This is a new thing, something that's never, ever been done before. And it new thing is that a woman will come as a man. We find that in the prophets. What will it be when a woman compasses a man? Well, that compass there gave me only the Revelation 12, a great one in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and moon under her feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. Cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. That is the birth pains of the Christ in you, the hope of glory, the bride of Christ coming to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ into a perfect man. Well, what does it mean to us right now? the ones that are praying throughout the world, Pride Month in June. We're seeing the same thing that's happening in Sodom and Gomorrah that got destroyed because of their wicked ways. Sodomy, when we get the Sodomites, that's exactly what's going on today with Ashtar Tammuz, burning the children to Molech. The same thing that we see there against God's word, that God's word is hated. And their lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, heady, high-minded, truth-breakers. Uh, we find they have a form of godless denying the power thereof. They say they love God, but yet in works they deny. Well, that's what we're talking about today. We're going to get into the Word of God and the present truth. Now, if you haven't uh, downloaded uh, our app, Sealing God's People, please do. God is getting an army together now, and it's not just... Uh, an army of a Pentecostal move. It is a dynamic move of the last day work of God. When he puts judgment to the line, righteousness to the plummet, and this has surprised the hypocrite in the strange work that God will do. Bringing to pass his work, his strange work. Bringing to pass his act, his strange act. Don't mock at it. Don't laugh at it. Don't scorn at it. Lest your bands of your heart be made strong, just like he hardened Pharaoh's heart. For I've heard of the Lord of hosts, a consumption decreed, and all the earth, oh, earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord. Those that have the Holy Ghost, the true spirit of God in the last days, are the ones tuning into the true gospel of Jesus Christ, the true God and eternal life, not being deceived in his name. Jesus stated in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, that many will come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many with all their works that they will do with mighty signs and wonders that if it were possible, it would deceive the very elect. We are in these last days. Now, neighbor, we need to gird up our loins with this truth. We need to be an overcomer knowing the will of God in these last days. It's not a prosperity gospel of Laodicea. They say, well, we're increased with goods. And that's 90% of the churches uh, there are saying it's prosperity, money, 
If you follow Jesus, you're going to have a big fat bank account. But Laodicea says in the last days, I'm increased with goods. I have need of nothing. I am clothed, fat, and have need of nothing. I don't need any more of the word of God. Thank you very much. But Jesus said, Knowest thou not your poor, wretched, naked, and destitute? I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. Now, we're being tried in the fire now, and that's where we're going today in the present truth of the word of God. Are you being tried, neighbor? Are you going through tribulation and work with patience? Patience, work with experience, experience, work with hope. Hope makes me not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Are you there? Are you going through persecution in which all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution? If you be without these things and you're not called for this last great day work of God, the ones that of you are that are tuned in with the Spirit of God in these last days. Zechariah 1 is where we're at now. Take a look. This is in the eighth month. It's two months after the book of Haggai. Haggai is in that sixth month. This is the eighth month. And he talked about God there, this building, this house of God. And then you go in your sealed houses in the house of God, go without. And he said uh, there, because of that, the Lord there is uh, judging his his people. You work and you brought all that you worked home and uh, you, with bags with holes in it. You have can't get ahead because the house of God goes without. There and there he said uh, that consider your ways. Put the house of God first, you that have written to us, standing with us, some of you financially and in prayer. You need to yoke up with us if you've God is dealing with you and witness of the Holy Ghost. Uh, then not only not in word, but also with your financial support as well for where your treasure is, there's your heart also. Join up with us, fight this fight of faith. This is in the last days that God is trying all of us to see who is worthy. You've got to go through the fire. We're going to see that in Zechariah 3. When we see this brand plucked out of a fire, the fire is that Holy Ghost and that with fire whose fan it is his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor. That floor is the floor, the threshing floor of the Holy Ghost. Many of that, all that's in the chaff will be drawn away. It's bastard wheat. It's not the pure grain of the seed word of God, the Christ in him, the hope of glory. We're seeing here in the last days that we're in this time of trouble, such as never was, such as such a was a nation, neither shall ever be again. And except these days shall be shortened, let no flesh be saved, because Ezekiel 21 tells us that this sword of the Lord that's drawn out of its sheath will be against all flesh, against the righteous as well as the wicked. That's right, neighbor. You heard it right, as well as the righteous and as well as the wicked. Why the righteous? Because God's sword is drawn against all flesh, that all flesh may know that his sword is drawn, and it's against all flesh. We must come to the mortifying of the flesh, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. The true Christian will do that. Bringing forth Christ and of the hope of glory to the fullest of measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. They will be walk as Jesus, talk as Jesus, and the gospel they preach will be in the fullness and the power of God. And we see in Zechariah 1, this is two months after the book of Haggai, the festive prophet or the feast prophet. And he said, uh, whenever this in the Haggai, you'll see in Haggai 2, he says there in that second chapter, I'll shake all nations. God's shaking those nations now. We see that in Amos 9, verse 9. God has commanded to, uh, to shake all uh, the house of Israel. And uh, 
that not the least grain will fall to the ground and he will sift Israel. We're being sifted now. The true body of Christ, who's real, who's not, separating uh, that holy wind of the Holy Ghost, separating the, the wheat from the chaff, the righteous from the wicked, the holy from the profane, those that serve God versus those that do not serve God. We're in these days now, neighbor. You're going through it. Hold on. Praise God. They hold upon the hope that you will have a full reward. We will reap if we faint not, and that is if we do not quit. And hold this faith to the end, that he that overcometh the end the same shall be saved. Be encouraged. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps as David did in Ziklag, because we are in this time this time that we're going into this time of great tribulation. Are we in it now? No. Are we a precursor before? Yes. Do we see the signs of the time now? So as we go into the work of the ministry, what is the work of the ministry? What is this great thing that God will do? Psalm 126, the great thing that God will do in the last days. And this way making the way in the wilderness and all the dry places will be overflowing. For the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth and the water cover the seas and all knowing with the, from the least to the greatest. That's right. The greatest work move of God that this world's ever seen is not, say it again, is not Pentecost. It is tabernacles. Those that say in Pentecostal do not move on to the present truth. They're called to themselves as Pentecostals will be plenty lost. We've got to go on to the measure of the section of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man. God has changed seasons. That is so important. God has changed seasons, not man. The Antichrist himself will think to change times and laws, but only God can lead and guide us into this all truth, the perfect truth, the, the revelation of Jesus Christ, not knowing that he's just the father, but coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus in all things and all truth. The Holy Ghost is given to us to lead us and guide us into all truth. Just as Jesus said in John 16, he stated, I have many things to say to you, your disciples, and you're not able to bear it now. Why? Why couldn't they bear it then? Because it was not the right season. Paul talked about in Hebrews 9, 5, that there is a worldly sanctuary where the divine service goes down and says a cherubim of glory. Hebrews 9, 5 literally shattering the mercy seat of which now he could not speak particularly. He didn't run out of time. Paul was not a man that ran out of time. He preached all night long at his otos. We know that uh, he would not hold back in declaring all the counsel of God. But why did he say it was not time for him to speak? Even though it was not uh, there, he saw that man caught up to God. Notice that man. Whether in the body, out of the body, out of the body, in the body, out of the body, he could not tell. But such as one caught up to the third heaven, saw things. We know what things are. Now, faith is a substance of things. So far, the evidence of things not seen. Now, it's the leaders and guide us into all truth is what? Being built up into Jesus in all things, uh, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That's supposed to match the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. Notice that man caught up to the third heaven saw things unlawful for a man to speak. Paul saw it, but he said he knew what that work was, that strange work, bringing to pass his act, a strange act. He saw it. He saw that man caught up to that third heaven. We see, he saw that man child of Revelation 12 
caught up to God and to his throne. That is the ones that have the remnant of a seed and that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. That's a remnant of the church, not the whole, because many will say in the last days that the old wine, the old store, the Pentecostal realm in Acts 2.38 is all true. And they will not go on to that final glory of Jesus. There in the Pentecostal reign, we found that we saw through a glass darkly. We had knowledge in part. It was, well, that impartial truth. It was seen through a glass darkly, the word of God. But that perfect mirror. Now that Jesus, uh, he has now told us in the word, warning, warning us in the synoptic gospels as well as John as well as all the epistles, Peter, James, and John, as well as Paul, that we're coming to a time of the measure of the statue of Jesus will be required in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. Why is that so? Such a great truth, uh, an existential threat to those that do not uh, heed the word of God because they will think they've got God and the heaven made, that they have access to the kingdom of heaven and in the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, find out that they are short. They have a deception, a false identity, thinking that they are truly saved and are not. They were saved. They were born again. They knew that Jesus is the Lord, just as he states in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Matthew 7, verse 22, 23 on. Jesus said, not all the same to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Why not? Because then 1 Corinthians 12 no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. They were born again and they were little children. How do we know that? Because 1 John 2, 12 through 14 says, I'm writing you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake and you have known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. They have been not only born again, but they've grown to little children. But these little children, that they're stating that they have the kingdom of heaven made, Jesus said, no. Not all that seem to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. That is uh, something we need to take a good look at. And most pastors say, no, they weren't saved anyway. Especially you want saved, always saved people. Well, the truth is they were saved. The truth is they did know that Jesus is the Father. The thing is they did not do the will of God according to each of the faith given to each individual member in the body of Christ. We see that because Jesus said, not only saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those that do the will of God. You mean I have to do the will of God? Is that a general will? No, friend, it's not a general will, neighbor. It's doing the will of God according to the purpose and will of God that he has called each individual member of the body of Christ to do. What? How do you find out what that will is? Well, Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, brother, by the mercy of God, you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will for each individual body of Christ, what it is. That's the reason Paul said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in you both to do will and to do of his good pleasure. If any man does not find the will of God in the quest for his life, exactly what he's supposed to do in the will of God in the body of Christ, whether it be first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, fourth workers of miracles, uh, gifts of healings, governments, helps, etc., 
will not make, will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Let me say that again. If you or I, either one, you or me, do not do the will of God, we will not have access to the kingdom of heaven. Many will think they'll, they're gone, their little jobs, and they'll think that they're doing the will of God. Some will build churches and think that's the will of God. Maybe they were called for a foreign field and never did it. Whatever the will of God is that they should have done in the body of Christ will be manifest in that day. And the only way to make our calling election sure is to add to our faith virtue, be virtuous before God, and add to virtue knowledge. My people prayers for lack of knowledge. Add to knowledge temperance, self-control. Those that strive for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all things, ruling your spirit well. Add to your temperance patience, patience out of her perfect work. And that after that, uh, done the will of God, you have need of patience. Uh, at faith bridges that wall. Uh, there, that time of space between doing the will of God and receiving the promised reward. Then from there's the godliness, the God life. Add to that patience, godliness. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in his spirit. Seen of angels, uh, uh, preached to the Gentiles, believed on the world, received up in the glory. First Timothy 3.16, very few have that revelation. God is pouring it out now in the truth in the Holy Ghost. Uh, then do you stop there just with a God life? No, you've got to go on to brotherly kindness. Add to your godless brotherly kindness uh, that you fulfill the law of Christ, bearing you one another's burdens and so fulfilling the law of Christ. And then add to brotherly kindness, charity. Charity is not love. That is a misnomer. Charity is a love of God based in doing his will. What do you call me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things I tell you? You draw nigh to me with your mouth, yet your heart is far from me. Jesus stated that over and over again, how important it was to do the will of God, that faith that's been delivered unto you, that faith that he has delivered to every man to enable you to do the will of God in, that, in your life. We have to find that will of God and do it. Many are lackadaisical. They, they go to church on a Sunday and a Wednesday night prayer meeting, and that's the will of God. Negative neighbor, nada, no, impossible, uh-uh. What is it? It is doing the will of God according to what your call is in your life. If you miss that mark, then there is no entrance to the kingdom of heaven. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. And just as Jesus said in Matthew 7, warning us, he said, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in, only those that do the will of God. Then they'll begin to profess under Jesus, Lord, we prophesied in thy name. And in thy name, we cast out devils. In thy name, we've done many wonderful works. He said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. What is iniquity? Lawlessness. Not being led of the Spirit of God. That's not only enough to have the Spirit of God being baptized in the Holy Ghost uh, and that with fire. Literally, the fan in his hand, purging his floor, mortifying the deeds of the flesh to prove and do the will of God, following the leading of the Holy Ghost, but to do the will of God. And that is where many will fall short. To do the will of God, we have to come into the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. That's what we're talking about there. And the man and child caught up to God and to his throne in Revelation 12. And the great thing that God will do in these last days, the great thing, the new thing, uh, the new wine that must be put in the new wine skins, uh, the great thing that is yet at the door to be done. What is it? 
Well, we see it in Revelation 12. There's a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and moon around her feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. That is not national Israel. That's a church of the living God. And she cried, travailing in pain to be what? Birth a man, child, come to God and too strong. Watch that man. That man is in the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus, Jesus the head, and we, each member in the body of Christ, being fitly framed together to come forth into all truth. We find that in Revelation 19, 10. Uh, there John comes upon a man. But watch that man. Watch that man. He comes upon that man, and he thinks for sure that it's the Lord Jesus Christ. If anyone knew the Lord, John, uh, the revelator, the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, wrote one uh, uh, the gospel according to John, three epistles, and the book of the Revelation. If anyone knew Jesus, John, the revelator, knew Jesus, and he was about to worship him. He bowed down to worship him. The man said, the man, notice the man said, see thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren. What? That have the testimony of Jesus. It's not an angel, friend. Neighbor, that's not an angel of the Lord. We've been lied to. We've been told to stay out of the book of the Revelation because that's all national Israel with a pre-tribulation rapture. That is a total demonic lie. The book of the Revelation is written to you, the servants of God. The revelation of Jesus God given him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass and signified by his angel unto John to show what the servants of God. Are you a servant of God? Are you called by his name or who the whole family in heaven and earth is named? Then if you're doing the will of God, you are a servant of God. It's written to you. These are the heartstrings of God in the seals of seven into perfection. We find that right now that God is opening the revelation to us because now we're not in Pentecostal glory. He has shifted gears. He's changed the season. We have to focus on that man. That's the son of man revelation. You'll see that uh, when we find that John spoke of the son of man. And whenever he spoke of that son of man, he said, no man, Jesus himself speaking, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. What's the son of man? The Son of Man is that man that you're seeing in Revelation 19.10. It's that man-child of Revelation 12. It's that man in Zechariah 1 among the myrtle trees that's been cut down, degradated, low in the valley, a valley there of humiliation, broken, humble, and contrite. That's where we are now, the body of Christ. Uh, there is soon to be lifted up with power given to them in Revelation 11. And I give power to my two witnesses. That's the two olive trees. That's the cherubim. That is the, the body of Christ. Jesus the head and we the body of the Christ. That's the man caught up to God and to his throne. That's the man that Paul saw that was caught up to the third heaven, saw things unlawful for a man to speak. That's the man, the cherubim covering the mercy seat of which now Paul said, I cannot speak particularly. There's your Hebrews 9, 5. The things there in the mysteries of God being shown forth in the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures, wisdom, and knowledge now being revealed as it was to the church at Pergamos, to him that overcometh like grant to what? That, that I will give him a white stone wherein is a new name written uh, that only he knows that receives it. And I will give to him, you, the church of the living God, the hidden 
manna. Why is it hit? Because it's only of those that have a pure heart to God that's going to see it. Where are you, neighbor? Where are you? Are you in a Pentecostal realm? Are you thinking Acts 2.38 is all there is? Maybe you're not even that. You're in a fundamentalist. You're in a Romans 10.9. They confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised with the dead. You're saved. And you think that's it and all there is to it. Well, we look there. That grace reigns through righteousness. And that righteousness must be obeyed, as you see in Romans 6. It states there that whosoever you yield your members of servants to obey, him are you the servants to whom you obey, whether of the sin unto death, that's carnal mindedness, having the Holy Ghost, but not obeying it, or of obedience unto righteousness, yielding the principal fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Where are you, neighbor? This is a challenge to you that we must be in the present truth of the flowing word of God and the preceding word. Man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, not where it grows uh, and where God moved in times past, but in the present truth. That's the reason why we must walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. And then we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If we are back in a grove and we're not in the present light, then that member will be cut off because there's no blood flow. Why is that? Because you have no fellowship with the blood saints of God. And that is where most people are today, not realizing there's a great work to be done and a strange work God bring to pass his act. His strange act. I want you to tune into these podcasts. Why? Because we're going to talk about the man. The man Christ Jesus in the body of Christ, which that body is of Christ, making but one. They're born of one. As we see in Hebrews 2, he's not afraid to call us brother because we're all born of one. We're all born of the Spirit of God. Jesus, however, the Son of God is the Spirit of God made manifest. He has the fullness of the Godhead uh, and that without measure, not from the tomb, but from the womb. He's always been God, always will be God. And there's your revelation. That man is God, always has been God. He's the revelation of Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate who only hath immortality dwelling in the light which no other man can approach it to, nor see, nor can see. We've got a new uh, uh, training course there that's been requested to all the nations of the world, especially you in Africa and India with over a thousand ministers. They're following the DBM, the Dennis Beard Ministries, where they're uh, broken and contrite as a servant to pop the rag, shine your shoes. We're going to be uh, literally giving you free of charge. Uh, there for Jesus only training courses that will cover four areas of growth, a newborn baby, and it will be a whole segment in a series on being born again. Then let's go to little children, a whole segment on that. Oh, what it means to be born again, knowing that Jesus is the Father, glory the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and confessing that he is God. Then that third growth state, which is young men. The young men, the word of God is strong in them, and they've overcome the wicked one. That's Revelation, the second and third chapter of the overcomers, and see what it is there, and it'll be a whole segment on that. And the fathering, the last chapter will be fathers. Fathers is the final growth state in the, from going from faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity, curbing a multitude of sins, a bond of perfectness, coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus. 
Charity is the love of God based in doing as well. Only those that's doing the will of God will see it. Those that have literally crucified the flesh with the affections of the lust, sought the will of God, working out their own salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it's God that worketh in them both the willing to do. Realizing that all the glory of God is shown forth in the face of Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 3. And there, but we notice that. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus. Wonderful, somebody said. But we, the body of Christ, have this treasure. There's all treasures. And what? All this treasure in earthen vessels. The body of Christ. Knowing who you are and what we are called to do. That the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. For the Lord is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Stand therefore in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Then from that, that, that bondage, then he says what? Are we in a Pentecostal mirror? Are we seeing through a glass darkly now? Only having a partial truth? No. 2 Corinthians 3, you are the tabernaclist. You're not Pentecostal. You're going on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. You're hearing the call of God, the clarion call. You know what it is. You know the voice of God, which very few know in these last days. What is that? Now, we all with open face, beholding in a glass, not a dark glass, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image, not something less, the same image of Jesus from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. This is a great work of God that man we're going to take. We're going to take you through a journey. We're going to take you through that Pentecostal realm and that season of Pentecost into tabernacle. We'll start in the apocalyptic book of Zechariah with a man among the myrtle trees. That's where the body of Christ is now. But we're seeing in the second chapter of Zechariah, God has remembered. He said, all the ones spoke often one to another and God made a book of remembrance and they'll be my diadems in that day. God said it and that's God has remembered. What is he? What is he remembered? Well, we're written in that book. Uh, he said, I've written that book of remembrance. Uh, and then uh, Zechariah means God has remembered. And the first thing we see is a man among the myrtle trees. That man is the body of Christ. And we're going from that, the myrtle trees, the degradation in the valley, in the lowest of broken and contrite spirit. Then in the second chapter, then God is going to measure us. Same that you see in Revelation 11. Zechariah 3, there's going to be a change of raiment. we got a change of raiment coming, friend. Zechariah 4, we're coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and to the two anointed ones, two olive trees, the two olive branches, the two sons of oil in Revelation 5. Um, uh, Zechariah 5 is going to go into Shinar Babylon and the great whore that comes against it. Zechariah 6, we're going to see the Manaha'am, the double camp that going with the man, the body of Christ, uh, has a double camp. That there was, as it were, in the Shulamite, an army of two armies, a company of two armies. And it's going to go in the power and in the might of the Lord Jesus Christ. Tune into the podcast. Don't want you to miss it. If you've been right there with us, uh, got hundreds of downloads going on weekly, don't, don't, don't tune out now. We're going to go on in and wait into the deep water. We don't take a deep. Let's go on into waters to swim in. Now, until the next time, we want you to contact us. 
You'll see that we're sealing God's people at dennisbeard.org. Again, sealing God's people at dennisbeard.org is our email address. Need to hear from you. Stand with us in your prayers and those that you know it's the truth. You don't know it's the truth, don't give a dime. You know it's the truth, then stand with us in your finances, where your finances, where your treasures, there's your heart also. Line up with us and God will bless you. He'll multiply the seed song, neighbor Luke 6, 38. But more than anything, God wishes above all things that I may prosper and help even as your soul prospers, 3 John 2. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked what he's done this last days. That, that is determined will be done. Be a part of it. Don't be left behind and lose your salvation. This is uh, the, the truth of the word of God going forth. And God is warning us that the hours late, the night is spent, the day is at hand. Let us all wake up and behold the Lord Jesus Christ in his glory. Let's lay hold upon the hope that lays before us that we will receive a full reward, have entrance into the kingdom of heaven, doing the will of God. I need to hear from you again. Sealing God's people at DennisBeard.org is the email. I look forward to hearing from you. Tune in too if you haven't downloaded the app, our free app, Sealing God's People, do so. Our daily podcast focuses on the present proceeding word of God for the body of Christ. Also, you can reach us at DennisBeard.org, SealingGodsPeople.org, SealingGodsPeople.com. And you that want a special inside uh, look with us is JCIC.tv, where you simply go there and become a member, and uh, there we'll talk with you. Again, that's JCIC. That's Jesus Christ International Church. That's the uh, symbolic. JCIC.tv, where you become a member there. And uh, we there have our uploads daily above, whatever the case is. Anyway, we need to hear from you. Don't procrastinate. And there, remember, there's only one. Behold, the real Jesus. Until the next time, we're praying that God will perfect that which is like in each one of us, that we all may come to the measure of the statute of fullness of Christ and be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus in both spirit, soul, and body. Neighbor, see you there. Till the next time, behold the real Jesus.